The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn We'll start off today's telecast with a spirit-inspiring song entitled, Holy Spirit Come. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Masuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. 
The Holy Spirit is a precious gift that can only come from God above. We need to be filled and refilled with His Holy Spirit to help us live a life above sin and prepare us for the second coming of the Lord. As we let the Lord have His way in our lives, He will give us the peace, joy, and happiness to love and serve Him in our daily walk with Him. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, Sweet, Sweet Spirit. There's a sweet, sweet spirit as we gather together in God's house, as we become together in one heart and mind and one accord in the unity of His Holy Spirit. 
He can spark the flame of a fruits of devotion to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's excitement in the house when God's wonderful people worship together, laugh together, and pray together.
Our soloist today is Makana Asano Sr., who will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song titled, I Know Who Holds Tomorrow. Doing his background music will be Tiari Summers on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Bow Sr., and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. The words to this song are so touching and exhibit that our Lord and Savior is the only one who knows what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what the future has in store for us, but as we put our faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, we do know that our future will be blessed and bright with Jesus by our side. He's there to hold our hands through the dark and trying times and make a way to victory when there seems to be no way. I don't know about tomorrow I just live from day to day I don't borrow from its sunshine For its skies may turn to gray I don't worry all the future For I know what Jesus said and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know Every step is getting brighter As the golden stairs I climb Every burden's getting lighter Every cloud is silver-lined There the sun is always shining There no tear will dim the eye at the ending of the rainbow where the mountains touch the sky many things about tomorrow i don't seem to understand but i know who holds tomorrow and i know I don't know about tomorrow It may bring me poverty But the one who feeds the sparrow Is the one who stands by me And the path that be my portion May be through the flame or flood but his presence goes before me and i'm covered with his blood many things about tomorrow i don't seem to understand but i know Oh 
The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled, Jesus is Lord of All. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the Lord of all creation and the great and mighty God. Through His sacrifice, resurrection, and miracles, we can be encouraged each and every day to follow Him. He gives us His faith and strength to carry on, knowing that He will never leave or forsake us. To God be the glory for great things He has done.
The string section of the church band will play the stirring number, Praise ye the Father. All praises and glory go to the Lord for his great goodness and loving kindness. We praise him for our salvation, full and free, and for his everlasting mercy and compassion. We praise him for the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. The daughters of Judah will sing that heartwarming song entitled, Here I Am, Lord. The Lord speaks to me and can speak to each and every one of you in the still, small voice. Won't you heed his call and accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to a faithful and dear sister in Christ, 
We've done it in Ms. Dion Carrillo. May the Lord continue to bless you, press down and overflowing as you put your shoulders to the gospel wheel. Your labor of love is not in vain in the sight of the Lord. Have a wonderful Sunday, Dion.
Good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if when you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in our Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches the services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Aspera in Balongo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Aspera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a pleasure it is to have each of you join us as telecast viewers today. I'm especially pleased that you have elected to partake in the reading of God's Word with me and hear the glorious gospel of the Kingdom of God. In my realm of experience, I have often found that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all kinds of avenues of possible help and for some reason or another come to the right place last. Therefore, I pray that my sermon, Reform Your Lives, will bring you to the knowledge that no matter what the difficulty, a guaranteed and absolute source of help Deliverance or solution may just lie in the Lord and Savior Himself, Jesus Christ. Remember, He is just a prayer away. But in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? Everyone at one time or another has shown interest in reform. 
In order for reform to take place, there must first be an awakening to the truth of the matter so that the faults and or abuses may be properly addressed. The word reform means to amend or improve by removal of faults or abuses. Did you know, viewers, that when you do this, you are improving your condition? Anytime evil is stopped and a better course of action is introduced, you have experienced reform in your life. The greatest experience which can be enjoyed by man is that of conversion. Conversion is an experience associated with a definite and decisive adoption of nurture that causes one to leave his former lifestyle in favor of the truth. We have a wonderful and compassionate Lord. He knows how to work with his creation, the human being. You see, when a comparison is made, reform is the usual action taken by the Christian who must be shown, while conversion is the usual action taken by the Christian who believes first and understands later. No wonder Jesus said, having eyes, see ye not, and having ears, hear ye not, and do ye not remember? Jesus knew that some people suffer spiritual blindness, spiritual deafness, and even a fleeting impression. So we don't want to fulfill the scripture which says ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. To avoid this kind of situation, we must look to the Lord and remind him by saying, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Viewers, whether you are saved and need to reform your life so as to conform to the Christian lifestyle, or you are not yet saved and need to be converted to the truth, the two greatest requirements to be met will be first entrusted and obedience to the known will of God. Listen to the inspiring and beautiful words of the hymn entitled, Trust and Obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but His smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt or fear, not a sign or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Not a burden we bear, nor a sorrow we share, but our toil who doth richly repay. Not a grief, nor a loss, not a frown, nor a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. But we never can prove the delights of His love until all the altar we lay. For the favor He shows and the joy He bestows are for them who will trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at His feet, or we'll walk by His side in the way. What He says, we will do. Where He sends, we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When you are trying to reform your life, you need to trust in the transforming power that God possesses. Psalms 84, 12 tells us, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. I once read a story of a little boy who didn't want to be let down over the side of the cliff unless his father held the rope. When you think about it, you can't blame the boy. It had been instilled in him that his father was the only one that really cared for him. You'd also have that same feeling of wanting to be sure you could trust the person who had your life in his hands. Similarly, if you were riding on a scenic winding mountain road with its beautiful hills and valleys, it could be a very pleasant experience but only if you have confidence in the driver. Physically and spiritually speaking, trust is a quality that converts many of life's trying situations into memorable experiences. The faithful Israelites often traveled great distances to attend the annual festivals in Jerusalem. 
The psalmist likens the trip to the difficult journey of life with its dark and dry wastelands. Verse 6 of Psalms 84 declares, Who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well? The rain also filleth the pools. This reference is actually telling us that the trusting child of God is led through such dangerous places and they are transformed. For the Lord pours out blessings like refreshing rain so that the bleakness and barrenness becomes green and beautiful. The Lord may allow you to enter a dark veil or call you to travel in an arid wilderness, but if you will simply trust Him, His light will penetrate the gloom and He will cause the flowers to bloom in the desert for you. As you believe and submit to the will of the Lord, he will give you grace and strength and bring deliverance to you. Grace teaches us to trust in God, even when we cannot trace Him. Strength is the capacity for enduring. Finally, deliverance is God's answer to you for your obedience to His will. Yes, come what may, the Word of God is true. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusted in Thee. This morning, as you hear the gospel of the kingdom of God, the Lord Himself is asking you to trust Him at His Word by hearing and obeying. During the time of Jesus, there was a man named Nicodemus. He was a very prominent person. He belonged to a religious sect called the Pharisees. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was their parliament. He was a religious man. He believed in God and paid his tithes and fuel offerings. He was a ruler of the Jews, and we know that by approaching Jesus by night, he was exercising political caution. Because anyone of such a high station in life caught communion with Jesus would have been ostracized. Nicodemus came with his light to Jesus, the light of the world, inquiring about all the miracles and the teaching. Thus Jesus explained to him in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The first thing to keep in mind as we analyze this verse is that Jesus is the author and finisher of salvation. He used the words of verily, verily, which meant in truth, in truth. And as we all know, the word of God is truth. John 12, 48 to 50 tells us, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is everlasting, life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Upon examining of Scripture further, we see that Jesus used the word except which means that if you don't do exactly as outlined by Jesus, then everything that you do becomes null and void. Our text says, be born of water and of the Spirit, which means water baptism and spirit baptism are necessary in salvation. Many are of the school of thought that water baptism and spirit baptism are not for today. Jesus is the authority. Listen to what he says in Mark 16, 16 to 18. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do the signs follow the work that you belong to? If not, why not? If water baptism and spirit baptism were not essential to salvation, do you think for one minute Jesus would have made mention of it? Utilizing the strong language as he did? The Word of God teaches us in 1 Peter 3.21, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away the filth of flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, a good conscience will be experienced by the comfort taken on the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus in baptism because you will know for yourself that you have obeyed the commandment of the Lord correctly. 
the final phrase of our text, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, lets you know that when the Lord says you cannot, then you will not enter into the kingdom of God. The correct baptismal formula can be found in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Whenever I read the portion that says, Then Peter said unto them, I am reminded of Jesus and his prayer in John 17.20, which says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. When Peter used the word repent, he was telling the people that they had to have a change of heart in regards to sin and self and forsake their old ways. The word baptize comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to dip, plunge, or immerse. Thus, sprinkling or pouring does not accommodate the definition of baptism, and neither does it agree in the topology of our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. Take special note of the fact that the word name is used, and it is in the singular form. This tells us that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ is the only name to be utilized for baptism. Obedience to this point will give you two wonderful promises, the remission of sins, which is what God forgives, He forgets, and the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the mind of Christ in you, directing your life above sin that you might endure unto the end and be saved. People often question the importance of the name of Jesus in salvation. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Simply put, viewers, without the name of Jesus, you can't be saved. Let's read and analyze the Great Commission, which is found in Matthew 28, 18-19. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Today, all of Christendom is divided on baptism. It seems that most of the churches use this text as their baptism formula. The Great Commission was given by our Lord Jesus Christ to these apostles so that they would be empowered by Him to carry on the gospel in His physical absence. To negate any power that Jesus has in His procession is to deny the power of the mighty God. Isaiah 9.6 tells us that His name shall be called the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Isaiah 42 eight says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Jesus said in John 10.38, I and my Father are one. Furthermore, Isaiah 43.11 says, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. On the day of Pentecost, Peter said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom he crucified, both Lord and Christ. Our God is not a God of confusion. From Genesis to Revelation, we have a complete story of the self-revealing God so according to the scriptures, you must believe that Jesus is God and Savior personified. The phrase baptized then tells us that baptism is an essential part of our salvation. The phrase in the name is in the singular form and therefore means that there is only one name that will be used for salvation. Or the Father of the Son and of the Holy Ghost are phrases used in reference to the one name to be utilized. And these phrases are not names in themselves, but titles of a God in His three manifestations. In other words, Father is the title of God in the creation, Son is the title of God personified in the flesh, and the Holy Ghost is the title of God as the Holy Spirit in regeneration, preparing the man's heart to be God's dwelling place. 
By now, you've probably noticed that there is no mention of repentance, a godly sorrowful sin. Neither is there any mention, a new name that must be used by the bride. There is no mention of remission of sins. What God forgives, he forgets. And finally, there is no mention of the gift of the Holy Ghost, the mind of Christ in us, leading us in a life of our sin that we may be saved and inherit eternity. By authority of the word of God, it is more evident that Matthew 28, 18-19 is not wrong, but when applied in baptism, then it is wrongfully used. A very wise and dear friend of mine who has gone home to be with the Lord once advised me to preach in such a way as to have a smattering of the truth so that there will be something for everyone. With this in mind, viewers, let's continue our message, Reform Your Lives, by addressing the topic of obedience. To be means to follow the commands or guidance of the Lord Jesus. After all, He's the author and finisher of our faith. Spiritual knowledge can be attained, if you will, use the key found in John 7, 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. God's word does admonish us not to be deceived with vain words and fancy language of men because his wrath is going to fall upon all who are disobedient. The Bible has many accounts of men who obeyed God. Noah was such a man, as Genesis 6, tells us. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, and so did he. For many long years, Noah went about building the ark. Then the Lord told him to load up. When the rains came without ceasing and the waters started to flood the land, all the people who mocked and scoffed him earlier started to realize the error of their ways, but they were all too late. Thus Noah and his family, a total of eight people, were saved for a new beginning. Our greatest example of obedience is Christ Jesus. We read Hebrews 5 eight. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Just imagine, if Jesus did not obey all the way to the cross today, we would be most miserable not having a way of escaping this lost and dying world. You see, back in the very beginning, when Adam and Eve walked this earth, they had it made. Oh, yes, everything God created was good. However, because man disobeyed, sin became a part of his life. Romans 5:19 says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Jesus is preached so that you can reform your life. The imperfect duty of life is declared by the apostles in Acts 5:29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The time that we live in is fast, uncertain, and full of seduction. The choices that we must make are a matter of life and death. Choosing to follow Jesus all the way is the best choice one can make. This choice allows us to be a living sacrifice unto God. Listen to Romans 12, 1, 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the promises of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Brother Paul is actually telling us that because God is merciful and compassionate, we should so devote our total being to the Christian ethic as a reasonable service and thus be holy and acceptable unto God. He goes further to remind us of God's transforming power which will take us farther away from these worldly ways and cause us to prove for our own selves the will of God which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Following Jesus requires commitment on our behalf. In other words, we are allowing ourselves to be entrusted with God's statutes and judgments. Brother Paul informed the Philippian church thusly, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The godly fear that we should possess is the care, awe, and respect for our God, that we not offend Him. The trembling is that involuntary physical shake that we experience because we know of God's righteousness and justice. Salvation is an individual matter. It is strictly between the individual and God. The happy state of the godly comes from having committed their way unto the Lord. King David, Psalm 37, 5 tells us, Commit thy way unto the Lord. 
trust also him and he shall bring it to pass. Serving the Lord with commitment requires that our service be accomplished heartily. Psalms 119.2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Also by an employee of a Boston business office about finding the following important notice on the bulletin board. The management regrets that it has come to their attention that workers dying on the job are failing to fall down. This practice must stop as it becomes impossible to distinguish between death and the natural movement on the staff. Any employee found dead in an upright position will be dropped from the payroll. Situations like this can parallel our work for the Lord. We often like hollow people, go through the motions of obedience without any realism of a heartfelt involvement. This might not be easily noticed at first, but sooner or later, the business as usual appearance will be discovered as a lacking of enthusiasm for serving the Lord God. According to the scripture, we can receive the benefits of happiness only if we remain charged up in our desire to please the Lord. This scripture is a part of a prayer that expresses the desire of one who didn't want to settle for a casual religious experience. He longed for a total commitment to what God loves and hates as found in the Lord. Furthermore, he sensed that to carry out God's work in the world, he would have to give his whole heart, mind, and strength to the task. Without a doubt, it's due to today. We will never accomplish anything for the Lord by shuffling our way through the motions of faith, knowledge, and love. Our wills must be set against our sinful nature and the current of the world. But this can't happen if our service is hardly done heartily. Therefore, daily we must ask the Lord to help us to be true-hearted and wholehearted that we might glorify an all-glorious Savior. Only the Lord with His great power to reform your lives can reign over your wills and affections victoriously. With the Lord's help, we can be freely surrendered and holy to the Lord's very own. A thought that you can keep in mind is be holy for the Lord, our God, and He will be holy for you. If you'd like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. All Church Band will conclude our telecast with the song, The Old Time Power.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.